And welcome back, Rooney fans. It's another Tuesday. It's another break time with the big guy in the Grand Poobah. Thank you for, for coming. Mikey, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. You know, another another week, another week closer to, you know, Six Nations rugby and, you know, the start of the MLR season. So I can't yeah. complain at all. So, guys, remember, if you want to watch the Six Nations and you're in the uh, New York area down by me, uh, hey, Jay, how are you guys doing? Uh, go to the Pig and Whistle on, on 36th Street. Uh, go see our buddy uh, Cormac McCormick. It does get packed. It does get sold out. They serve the best pint of Guinness in North America. I'll tell you that much. Um, go there for a Six Nations match. Go there for any of the UK teams, specifically Ireland, Scotland, and Ireland, England, and you're going to have yourself a good time. Um, again, go check out the Pick and Whistle on 36th Street. But we're here to talk about our boys in blue. Um, you know, we're one week closer to that that start date. You know, um, we're, we're starting off against Seattle. Um, I believe was it the twenty the excuse me the eighteenth eighteenth yeah the eighteenth uh, against Seattle. Uh, I believe it's a ten p.m. or ten thirty p.m. Eastern kickoff. So make sure you guys either uh, sleep late so you can stay up late or drink a shit ton of Red Bull like the big guy's gonna do. Uh, listen, I'm old. I got three kids. It's it's I struggle with these late times. But listen, I'm glad the MLR does this so that it's prime time for the home team. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't, I'm not bitter about that. I understand why the home matches need to be at the times that the local spectators can go see and the local TV really needs to pick it up. So um, I like the way they do that because they do it for everybody. It's even across the board. Um, so this week uh, we have a special spotlight. Uh, you know, we're doing our fan spotlight, our super fan spotlight. And this week I'm going to actually hand it off to my co-host, Mikey Parazzini, so he can tell you his journey in rugby and his journey uh, becoming an Ironworkers fan. Take it away, Mikey. So yeah, journey in rugby. I started playing college my my sophomore year. Uh, my freshman year, I was doing intramural soccer, intramural soccer, and just wanted to do something else. So actually, a friend of mine was playing uh, rugby at Fairfield U, and I saw that he was doing it. So I figured, hey, you know, I could do it too. Uh, joined the soccer team or the join the rugby team. My my roommate was actually on the rugby team as well my sophomore year, so it made it nice and easy because both kept each other, you know, accountable to go to practice. And then, you know, uh, from there, summers I was playing with, at the time, the Connecticut Yankees coming back playing, you know, summer sevens. Fortunate enough, when I studied abroad, I played a little rugby in Siena, Italy, um, on the, you know, practicing with them. So it kind of was great to, you know, play with rugby and, you know, in a different culture. And then, yeah, once I got out of college, started playing rugby for the Albany bootleggers and then. My first practice I went to, I was the maid uh, in charge of recruiting. I was told I wasn't a rookie because I I played rugby, um, made in charge of recruiting for the team, and then eventually became the vice president, president, and then now I'm just the coach of the bootleggers. And then, yeah, so that's, you know, my rugby journey. And then to getting to the ironworkers, it was just kind of natural. You know, once we found out there was going to be, you know, a team in New York, kind of globbed on, like, all right, you know, that's my team. Um, there were a couple guys that I knew before, you know, Rugby New York became a thing um, that we're playing for either NOLA and various other teams. So I kind of followed them. So I was like, I followed the MLR a little bit from like a, you know, from a distance. And then, uh, yeah, you know, when Rugby New York started, you know, went full in and, uh, you know, haven't looked back since. <laughs> nice. I got a question. How long were you studying in Siena for? I studied for one semester in Italy. Yeah. Did you get to see in, uh, in El Palio or no? 
I was not. I, oh. I, yeah, I came in in September. Oh, of, you just missed it. Yeah, 2011. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's August. Yeah, it's August. It's July and August. So they July got two of yeah. them. Yeah, they have two. Um, so for, so for people fortunate. that don't know, yeah, yeah, for for the people, I think there's 20 different quote unquote sections of Siena, and there like, used to be. Yeah. There are 14 or there's 14, there's 13. A, yeah. Yeah. Something. So, and what happens is um, they have a horse race called El Palio. It's a bareback horse race. If the rider is bucked off and the horse still finishes, the horse still places. But yep. each of these sections is a different type of section based upon the people who live there and the families who live there, but only 10 riders um, at the time can go. Um, and, uh, and uh, I, I was fortunate enough to go to El Palio Um and it is a crazy, crazy race. Um, yeah, they get, they get very heated. It's one of those things where, like, they sleep with the horses at night, like you know, the month before, so because they're they're fearful that other people are going to poison the horses, like that type of reality of of the shady stuff that's going on for centuries there. So yeah, what uh, one of the James Bond movies with uh, Daniel Craig has it in it. So if you want to see what it looks like, it's actually like a legitimate in Siena. It's a legitimate kind of. Um, strategy you get the horse to ride one lap so it knows where it's going mm -hmm. and then you jump off so guys will jump off if they're behind just to get the horse um a little extra distance they have they built an exact replica of the piazza mm -hmm. another another part of italy like that not too far by so that people could they could train the horses yeah. um, throughout the year they host different parties for the, it's Contrada is the, the like the section name. So for the different contradas, mm -hmm. they host uh, different parties throughout the year. So I guess fortunate to go to some of them, and then um, they like they have the banners out all year long. Yeah. They uh they, they in like the middle of the street at, at the middle of the night, and they come out and parade them out to kind of show everyone that they won this year. It's really cool that, that there's you know constant like kids and adults that are practicing you know flag twirling and drumming. It was it was a great culture. Uh, the the rugby team there. A lot of fun, super nice guys. Uh, they actually, in their own right, are famous. Um, in 2015, mm -hmm. Land Rover did a commercial about the Siena pitch because it is—it's entirely mud. Uh, there's not like a single <laughs> blade of grass, and it's absolutely insane. Um, so yeah, practice was incredibly muddy. Uh, crazy pitch to play on. Um, it was really what's yeah. also really funny with them is they. They knew I was American and then they didn't realize that I was studying like I was studying abroad and knew Italian. So they were like, oh, you know, Italian. I'm like, yes. I'm like, I can understand what you're saying. I'm talking to them. And then once they did that, they started switching up into a joke and started speaking uh, dialect around me. So I wouldn't understand them. Like, you <laughs> <fucking> assholes. Um, <laughs> and then I told them that, then they first they did not think I was Italian. I'm like, I'm very Italian American. And they're like your last name's smith i'm like no it's not it's perizzini had a show when i d hold on hold on my my last name in italian ferrara is blacksmith it's it's actually ferrara is one of the most common last names for italian uh italians and italian american immigrants because there are so many blacksmiths it's actually the equivalent that, to smith believe it or not <laughs> yeah they, they just thought of like my name was like they just yeah. thought my name was smith i'm like no it's perizzini i'm italian they saw my id and then they found out i went to school in new york and that became the question of um <laughs> Where, where New York, uh, the up, like upstate New York, where is that? Where is that in Manhattan, the upper west side? Like, no, it's upstate. Like there's more to New York than just New York city. It was, <laughs> it was fun. It was fun hanging out with them. Uh, made a lot of good friends there. And so it was a lot, it was a lot of, it was interesting playing rugby with them. And I was also there 
for the 2011 World Cup. So, you know, oh, that's great. Watch, yeah, cool. watching rugby with them when, the, you know, Italy beat USA. You know. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, my contrada was the, the Tower Torre, which is actually uh, the historically Jewish section. I think it's like on the southeast side of uh, Piazza del Campo. And yeah. um, it's, uh, I fell in love with it because it was the same colors. It's this maroon and gold color that my, my high school has. Um, and I still have the, I still have my handkerchief with the elephant and the, and everything oh, on it. Yeah. I was going to say, um, I have my flag somewhere. I, I, my family, yeah. my host family I live with, didn't, wasn't part of Contrada really. They like, didn't, they're like, Oh, yeah. we are, but we aren't, it's not really our thing. Um, so I just kind of picked up a flag when I was there, but yeah, yeah. it was, it was <laughs> a lot of fun. It was crazy to do. It was interesting. Cause like I knew Mike studied abroad in Italy, but I never actually asked him where. So sorry, kind of going down memory lane. Cause I, you know, I studied it in, in uh, Italy too. I happened to go, I was my only trip to Siena was to see Opalio. Um, so anyway, what we're going to be talking about, and th- Mikey, thank you so much. for well, coming Also, I'll be remiss if I, as I'm looking also part of old breed as well, I was asked uh, to play an old breed by the Godfather himself, uh, Jeff Nagel. And so uh, my other, my other club, like tournament side is uh, old breed and the young guns, which is the younger side of, the, of old breed. So you don't play with Carlson because he's, he's, uh, Carlson comes down and plays with the young guns every so often. And sometimes <laughs> I, uh, I put a little talcum powder in my beard and uh, make it look like I play with the old guys, but we don't talk about that. Shout out to our buddy, Alex Carlson. Uh, he is down. He's an OG fan. Uh, he's actually liaison to um, the OG DC team as like a fan club guy. So if anybody's going down to OGs, check out our buddy, Alex Carlson. He's actually been a- active in the group for anybody who's going down there to liaise with him. He has hotels, he has restaurants, um, really awesome dude, a great guy to, to watch rugby with, a great guy to hang out with and just chill and drink a beer with. So if anybody's doing any event with OGs and going down there, check out Alex Carlson on our group and he'll hook you up with stuff. Um, speaking of, uh, we do have a preseason match uh, February yep. 3rd down uh, in Virginia. Um, it is actually uh, at the St. James, which is an indoor arena in Springfield, Virginia. It is not at Segra Field. Um, that is February 3rd, Friday, February 3rd. Um, Gates open at six. If you check our, if you check our, um, our, our little thing here, uh, I give you the bio. They're going to have food. They're going to have drinks. Um, like I said, the gates open at six. It's $20 a ticket. Um, very cheap. It's a full, um, preseason match. Um, so that you're looking to watch rugby. There it is. Um, that's, and then I believe we're playing, we're playing Toronto and Michigan. Do not have details on that match. But very interesting, and if the big guy had the time and the money, he would want to go watch that match because it's very interesting. Um, I like I, I I like the thought of it's a quicker quicker for Toronto to go. You could find a quick little pitch for Rooney. It gets them used to the travel via airplane, you know, to get to the the Midwest. Kind of like it instead of just always taking the train or finding something local to take the bus. Yeah. Let's get used to that travel. You know what I mean? So um, absolutely. Get detail, yeah. When I get details. I'll share it with you guys. Um, but me and Mike really are going to talk about um, the regular season. That's what we're here to talk about. Um, and real quick, I'm just going to go through every match we have this regular season. Um, again, there's 18 rounds in this MLR season, 2023. We start off, like we said, against the Seawolves on February 18th. And excuse me, kickoff is at 930 Eastern on FS1. So what will happen is TRN won't show it locally. right? It's going to be blacked out on TRN for 24 hours and going to be live on FS1. If you don't have FS1, I suggest you get a VPN now. They're very cheap. 
say you don't live in New York, say you live in mm-hmm. Chicago or the UK or wherever, and you'll be able to pick it up on. TRM. I was gonna say you could if yeah say yeah don't say you live in Chicago because it's still blacked out. Say you live abroad because yeah. international gets all the uh, the TRM. Yeah, it's games. the it's the I forgot the the because this is considered the the one of the top tier games. The top tier games are always on FS1. I stand corrected. Thank you, Mikey. And then we have our first home match in Mount Vernon Memorial Field, uh, February 26, 3 p.m. We are playing our buddies at Toronto Arrows. I will be there. I will be there early. I will be there tailgating until they tell me I'm not allowed to. For fans who are looking for parking, there's two ways to park. Across the street of Sanford Boulevard, there's a big complex that has a Target and and home goods and all this stuff. You can park there or if you're on Sanford Boulevard and you just pass the stadium and make a quick right and then a quick left, there is another parking structure. I will be in the bottom of that parking structure. That is the bottom of Best Buy. Both of those structures are free to park. Both of those structures are municipal lots. They're free parking, municipal lots. I will be there tailgating until the police or somebody else tells me I'm not allowed to because I don't know the tailgating rules. And I'm sure they're going to give us a warning and they're not going to be jerks about it because I think they understand what's going on. Um, and that's February 26th against Toronto. Then again, May 5th, we are home against OGs in Mount Vernon, uh, 3 p.m. kickoff. Then we are away on the 12th against NOLA at the Gold Mine, uh, 3 p.m. kickoff as well. The 19th, we're back home against the Free Jacks, our first endeavor with our wanted foes, 3 p.m. kickoff again. We love these 3 p.m. kickoffs. Yeah. Um, then we have a bye week, uh, the, the week in between, which I think is the 26th. It's our first bye week. Uh, April 2nd, we are home against Rugby ATL. Rugby ATL seems to have gone through a rebranding. I've noticed a lot of their stuff is now on sale on rugbynow.com, and they still haven't come out with their kits. And I've heard through the grapevine, this is just, you know, what I've heard is that they, um, there we go, who are the Free Jacks? And Jason will be there. Jason is one of our season ticket holders. Um, That they are have gone through a rebrand, and that rebrand also includes new colors. Hold on one second. And um, I believe those colors are the same colors as the Chicago Hounds, believe it or not. And that's what I've heard through the grapevine. Interesting story going on there. Um, After that, April 8th, we go to Toronto. We're at York Lions Stadium, uh, 4 p.m. kickoff. Then we're down in uh, Leesburg at Segra Field playing against the OGs. That's a 3 p.m. kickoff. Then uh, we're back home against Houston for a 2.30 kickoff. I like that. That's another FS1. Um, so I think after the first round, yeah, we're not on FS1 or FS2 again until we play Houston at home. Then the weekend after that, we're away at Free Jacks at Veterans Memorial Stadium in Quincy. That's a game I suggest you guys go to. It's a nice stadium. It's a good ride, easy to get to. Then May 7th, we're back at home. Memorial Field against Nola Gold. We're getting in our uh, our Eastern Conference games here. May 14th, we're at Chicago, SeatGeek Stadium in Bridgeview. The big guy is going there. Get your tickets now. Tickets just went on sale for Chicago Hounds single ticket, uh, single match tickets. The big guy and my buddy Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt will be in attendance. Um, come hang out with us. That's a 2 p.m. kickoff. That's Sunday, Mother's Day. Bring mom. Get mom on a plane on Saturday. Watch Rooney kick Chicago's butt on Sunday. Take her to a nice dinner afterwards and then fly home Monday. Get it done right. Then we fly all the way out on May, um, excuse me, um, we have a, um, a bye week, excuse me, May 21st, that weekend. Then on May 28th, we fly all the way out to San Diego to the, the, their new home at Snapdragon Stadium, another one. If you can have the time and have the, the means to do so, go out and see it. It's a great stadium, and San Diego Legion fans are always um, 
you know, gonna gonna be there. And up oh, our favorite merch girl, Jazz Rivera. She's gonna be out in Chicago, I think, with me with the big guy. And then also check out Jazz running the merch booth at uh, Memorial Stadium uh, in Mount Vernon for all your home matches and all your merch needs. And we're rolling into June, the end of the season here. June 4th, home against Dallas. June 10th, away against ATL. And June 18th, we're rounding out the last round, round 18 of the season against Utah at home. By the way, round 17 is on FS2. So we have one. We only have the, the three matches that aren't on TRN. All right, guys? So we have only, And then also, Rooney actually is, is uh, going to be on MSG again. Uh, they were on MSG Plus last year. So if you have uh, MSG for your cable, you get MSG Plus for free and watch it there. Um, again, the Fox Sports matches are going to be blacked out unless you have Fox Sports, just again. So me and Mike are going to go through what our favorite uh, matches. We're going to pick a couple matches that we're going to spotlight. Mike, how about you go first, brother? I was going to say, my first match that I'm looking forward to is definitely going to be, I think, I'm just skip week one, week two, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm more interested in, you know, uh, rugby New York at home versus Toronto. Um, you know, it's a, a conference rival, uh, Toronto coming back, uh, from, you know, you know, a kind of a shifty year. They were up and down, up and down. Hopefully now they're on the up end. Um, be a nice, you know, rival in, in the conference. So that's my first week. There you go. You got a, you got an old breed shout out, uh, yep. from Nick there. Um, yeah, Nick, who's, I, a, I, who's one of the best refs I know. <laughs> He's butter. The scrum half buttering up. Yeah. The <laughs> No way. Remember that, Nick. Yeah, you, you believe it? Um, he's gonna slip you a fifty next time you're on the pitch, Nick. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that home match. I'm still working out details on getting uh, me on the pitch side um, before my seats. Again, we're gonna tailgate. I'm gonna be there a couple hours early. Come see the big guy. I'm gonna be in section. I think I'm in section six. I forgot already. Um, it's a smaller section, so we might not be sitting together. But if you see me walking around, you know, love to take pictures. Love to talk to you. Um, love to have you guys on the show when we can. Um, I'm looking, I think my next one, um, you know, we have, we have a uh, home against uh, DC, but round four that away against NOLA is always a big match. Um, it's always a nail biter. It's always like for the first match against NOLA for some reason is always, it's like a tale of two halves for one team. Yeah. Like two years, two years ago, it was, it was Rooney really just, a lot of mistakes out there in the gold mine um, coming off and taking the loss. Then last year it was more of NOLA being, uh, um, um, you know, making more mistakes and kind of being lackluster in their performance. And it kind of swings that way. I don't know if it's just because it happens early in the season. I mean, we're talking about week four, which isn't really much time. And I think historically, Mike, and you can agree or disagree on me, uh, with me on this, you know, it's, it really takes about five, matches before teams yeah. get into the swing of things and you kind of see handling errors and you see ill discipline and guys aren't guys who haven't played in the MLR aren't used to the refereeing or the way things are done or this, that, and the other thing. And, and honestly, the last couple of years, we've been the testing ground for some new world rugby rules too. So you have to get used to that section as well. Um, so I'm going to say that that round four is going to be an interesting one away at the gold mine. Again, that's a good one to go visit um, the, the, Gold diggers down there. Um, my buddy Benji, um, really good people to hang out with. Another guy, get in touch with Benji um, and the gold diggers down there. If if you're heading down there, and they'll just hook you up with the spots to go to. You know what I mean? And let you know the spots they go to pre-match and stuff like that. 
So yeah, my I'm actually going to do two for this next one. And I'm, oh, shit. I'm sure, you're, yeah, I'm sure you're going to agree with me. You know, rounds five and seven. You know, two home games back to back. We got the buy in between, but you got you know rugby New York against the Free Jacks at home, and then you know rugby New York against you know rugby ATL at home. Uh, both two good team. You know, two good good games. Hopefully against two good teams. Um, two you know in conference rivals again. Uh, you know, Free Jacks. You know, coming off of that, you know, heartbreaking loss to us in, you know, the, uh, the conference championship, even though they, you know, they got the better of us to be honest in, you know, the regular season. So, you know, who knows what's coming out. They've lost a few oh, guys. Wait, wait but, for Mike you know. to talk about, you know, if, if I hear Mike talk about, ah, they kicked it out of the rock down, Mike, just let it go, brother. I'm let out of, I'm, I, I, I said they did, be- I said they did better the regular season. We got, you know what, we ended up getting the better of them and, and winning the championship. So that's all that really matters. But, you know, New England, uh, who knows if this is going to be, you know, a rebuild year for them, considering that they lost some, you know, some great talent. Um, so it's going to, I think it's going to be an interesting game. And then rugby ATL, ATL is always a tough match um, for us. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. Uh, yep. I think these, these next, those two games. So rounds five and seven are going to be the close ones. Um, they could go either way. And again, historically, if memory serves me correctly, coming off a bye week, which we will be for round seven, we seem sluggish sometimes. It's like we're yeah. out of uh, sync and out of rhythm for some reason. It's, uh, you know, and that's a preparation thing. And who knows, um, new coaching leadership at the helm, maybe that changes. I'm just saying historically it wasn't coach dependent that that happened. It just, that seemed to be the mindset. Um, <clears throat> I actually want to talk about round eight, excuse me. And uh, round eight is interesting because we will be taking on arrows at home. This will be their first home match the entire season. That kind of scares me. There's a lot of juice when you've built up, you know, I, th- I believe they have um, like a second round buy or a third round buy. Um, so they're going to be, you know, four or five matches deep and when they get to us um, in a row. And again, they're all away. The first seven matches they play are all away. Um, so they always have a lot of juice coming into their first home match. I'd never like to be in that position, but that's the position we've been dealt this year. Um, and then we go from there down again to round nine. I'm going to do a twofer down to Old Glory. You know, Old Glory seems to be revamped, reborn. Um, there was a quote. Hold on, hold on, give me a second. I'm looking for it. Um, my buddy Sue Parks put it in the uh, Old Glory um, OG, OGDC fan club uh, post that. Um, there, oh, God, where was it? Bear with me. Old Glory DC supporters. This is just a something that they said. A message from the owners. Throughout our offseason, we doubled down on our commitment to build a professional rugby organization that the greater Washington region deserves. You know, you don't say that unless you, you did it. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's where I get a little hectic. Are we going to have to pull out a tight one against Toronto in Toronto and kind of blow out whatever juice we have to then go down to Leesburg and play a fiery DC team? Um, that's, that's scary to me. It's, it's, it's literally going from round one, three, excuse me, round two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine is all of our Eastern conference schedule. It's, it's not very broken up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to see it, but still that's, that's a meat grinder right there. We're playing everybody. We're playing everybody in from rounds two to rounds um, nine. We're playing everybody in the Eastern conference Toronto twice. And that's, we're talking about the first half of the season. Yeah, then we get a break. Yeah, with Houston, Free Jacks away, Gold home, Chicago away, 
And then San Diego Legion away. I think that's going to be another great game. Um, San Diego Legion always been a tough uh, opponent to us. Um, they're coming off of, you know, new stadium. They're revamping as well. They still got Mananu um, as player coach who he's just, you know, for a guy that is so old, he still has got, you know, the weapons and, you know, the know-how to elevate everyone around him. And that's, that's what, you know, great players are made of. So he's elevating everyone around him. They're probably going to be in the hunt for, you know, some sort of, you know, playoff contention. Um, I think that's going to be, you know, even though it's an away game towards the end of the season, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, that's kind of on my radar to make sure I definitely, you know, watch. I'm still looking at that middle of the season. You kind of glossed over the Houston Sabercats, yeah. the most mini Pumas. Um, so we're going to see what kind of turnaround they have for this season after a lackluster season last year. But what also what concerns me is the end of the season here. We're talking yeah. rounds 13 through 18. We play West Coast away, West Coast away, West Coast home, East Coast away, West Coast home. And we're playing Chicago, San Diego, Dallas, and Utah. Chicago, San Diego, and Utah, all hard teams, all are going to be in the fight for their conference. You know, we're, we're not really getting any slouches. And not, that's not to say, you know, Dallas is a slouch, but, you know, they haven't they didn't show it last year. We got to see what's going to happen this year. Um, so it's going to be – and they played us hard last year, like the whole first half. I think it was pretty close, and then we, we broke it out in the second half. Uh, Pago had a great second half, and then unfortunately I believe uh, got injured in that match that ended the season, unfortunately. Um, so it's just it's – just, it's tough for me to look at the end of the season and kind of be happy when I'm like, we got to go through a meat grinder of West coast teams after we did that the entire first half of the season. So to me, the schedule doesn't favor us uh, in my no. opinion. Um, we do get a buy, like we said, around uh, 14, which isn't too bad. Um, and hopefully after that, that round 14, we're getting into a nice rhythm to get into a um, uh, 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 playoff time, you know, and get, and get in that mode. Um, yeah. It's certainly like that end of the season. is certainly going to be a grind. And, um, you know, as you can see with anything, you know, you don't want your end of the season to be the, gr you know, a grind. You want your, you know, the end of the season, you know, for as much as, and as important as, you know, playing well in the middle of the season is, you know, you want to be playing at your peak and rising up at that end of the season. So you're peaking, you know, right, you know, right at the end going into playoffs. So, you, you know, you've got that high rise. Uh, we don't want to peak too soon. These, you know, these teams are real ball busters real you know it's going to be scrappy games who knows how it is who knows who gets injured what the deal with that you know so this yeah certainly this end of the season does not um bode well for us or it doesn't play into our hand really well mm -hmm. absolutely and <clears throat> we talked about this on the um rugby rant but there's two matches the last round of the season that are east coast versus west coast and we're one of them i just thought that's crazy um, we couldn't figure out all East Coast and all West Coast last matches. Um, you know, listen, I know schedules are hard, don't get me wrong, but I just feel like we did kind of did that last year where we had the last matches of last season. I believe we're all set up in the way where they were, they were East Coast versus West Coast. And it just, it, I think that makes it for a little more of a passionate week that week. Um, so if I have to say the the only thing I have an issue with MLR wise for the schedule is that particular week. You know, I, I wanted to see it split the way it split. But anyway, um, guys, thank you so much for watching, guys and gals. Um, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we're going to be back next Tuesday. You know it. It's going to be me and the Grand Poobah. We're going to see if we can get one of the guys on. Unfortunately, uh, there's a team meeting at this time um, this Tuesday, so none of them can join. 
again, if you have any questions, come see me. Check the um, link, uh, the Eventbrite link uh, for tickets for that February, Friday, February 3rd match. Again, gates open at 6. Um, they're at um, they're in Virginia. They're not at Segra Field in Leesburg. They're at, oh, God, the, oh, what the hell is it? You just said, you just I told just said it. Like, I can't remember. Anyway, check out the link. It has all the stuff there. There'll be food. There'll be drinks. It's an indoor stadium. Um, so it shouldn't be too cold. And it's a quick drive down there to go see the boys play in the preseason. Um, thanks again for watching. Follow us on all social medias at RNY fans. Uh, I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrar. That's Mike the Grand Poobah Parazzini. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. And uh, we'll see you at the next break time. <laughs>